Hey everyone, welcome to 49ers After Dark. We're your hosts. I'm Grant Cohn. It's Jesse Naylor. And we have another show with Trey Lance in the title. For people who are Trey Lanced out and feel like, hey man, he's just a backup quarterback. Can we please talk about other things? I feel you. So what we're going to do is we're going to hold the Trey Lance stuff for the second half of the show. And we're going to lead with other things because I feel like some people might just be like OD'd on Trey for a time. So I'm gonna, I, I, we want to like give them something else, and that way they can, no one can complain when we hit, when we hit our, our moneymaker. I, th I think there are other things to talk about, most certainly. There are. But the national media has really turned this into a quarterback controversy, even though it really yes. shouldn't be. Yes. And I think that it's, I mean, it has to be talked about. It definitely, everybody yes. has an opinion on it. And so we'll talk about that for sure. And we have opinions on it, but there are other things that are very important that are coming up with this team or that have happened with this team that I think we definitely need to talk about for sure. Yeah, I mean, this latest report from Ian Rappaport, we need to talk about it. I have new, I have further thoughts about it. Also, um, we've heard a little bit about what Trey, how Trey is doing at OTAs and what the Niners yep. think of him. Remember, it's early and they're not competing, but they're working out and they're watching him and evaluating him. And a lot of what they're evaluating has nothing to do with competition, has to do with throwing mechanics. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, but we're going to make you wait. And we're going to start with travel. No, the schedule comes out tomorrow. It's very exciting. You're going to see yeah. where, who's going where and people who, I mean, a lot of fans travel with this team. I travel with this team. A lot of people are going to be making a lot of, Travel plans tomorrow, East Coast trips. A hell of yeah. a lot of East Coast trips. This is a much more daunting road schedule than last year. The only team that has more miles to fly is the Seattle Seahawks. What are you looking at here? I'm, I think there's a lot to look at. So they cross, I think it was 36 time zones and like 29,000 miles of travel next year. And I know that a lot of the UK fans were really upset that there was not a London game. This is the best thing for the 49ers. If you're a 49er fan, you do not want to add that on top of an already crazy schedule. So for me, you know, one of the things I wanted we to talk go about just for the travel yeah, vlog. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But one of the things that we talked about a lot last year, Grant, was how tough the opponents were. And one of the things that I that we noticed very on with that schedule was basically from the Chiefs game forward, they were very close to home. The travel was non-existent. And that was one of the things that I pointed out was, hey, even though the opponents are really, really tough here, the travel's in their favor. That is a big win. This year's the opposite. The opponents aren't necessarily as tough, but the travel is very daunting. So really for me, the two things that I'm looking most forward to with this schedule release is how many of these games are on Thursday, because that makes it worse if you're traveling, and when is that bye week? That bye week is crucial. If they have a bye week, week five, and then they have a bunch of travel on the back end of that schedule, that is not going to do them any favor. So I'm really curious to see those two things in particular, amongst other things, but those are the two things that I'm most looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, I'm also interested to see, it, there's, there's a lot of East Coast trips, five or six. Mm -hmm. I mean, East Coast, Eastern time zone. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm curious to see if the 49ers asked to have them bunched to have them back-to-back. -back. That's what they've liked in the past, and yep. they feel like it, it saves them a trip, it, and it does. So what they do is they stay out at the Greenbrier or in uh, they stayed in uh, the IMG Academy in Florida once a couple years yep. ago, and it does help them sometimes, although they lost after staying in the Greenbrier. They lost in Atlanta this year after staying in the Greenbrier. But the thing is, they pay for it on the way back. You get accustomed to living on the, East Co on the Eastern time zone, for 10 days, you come back, now you got jet lag, jet lag. And so the Niners are one in four after doing this trip. And the one win was the game they almost tricked off against the Steelers a few years ago where they turned the ball over five times and Dante Pettis bailed them out. Like, they played like crap. So, I mean, you kind of give it back. I, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that. Yeah, and I think one of the things that we found out today, allegedly, is week 13, December 3rd, I believe it is. They're playing yep. the Philadelphia Eagles. If that is the case, I've got to imagine that week 12 or week 14, they're probably playing the Pittsburgh Steelers if they got their wish. So we kind of, 
have that figured out potentially that, okay, we've got two East Coast games, either week 12 and 13 or 13 and 14 around that Eagles game. And then what do the other ones look like? They've got the Bengals. They've got, I don't, and I don't remember which ones are at home, but I know they've got Jacksonville on the road. Um, the Bengals might be at home. The Ravens, one of those two is a road game. So yeah, they've got Minnesota in the central time zone. There's a lot going on with this schedule and that bye week's going to be really, really cr crucial, Grant. And the other thing is, this is the one year that we're looking at and saying, okay, what can the 49ers do different as they set themselves up for a playoff run? I think you and I both agree, getting that number one seed would be really crucial for this team. Getting that extra bye week going into the playoffs, that is not something the 49ers have had in the past, at least these last couple of years when they've moved to that 17 game schedule with this travel. And when that bye week is, that's going to be really important for them potentially as well. So if that is the case, can they overcome some of these scheduling gaffes essentially and go out and, and get that number one seed and earn that number one seed, even though their schedule, the teams might be easier than the Eagles on paper, that travel is really, really brutal. Dude, I'm looking at the road opponents right now, and I'm tired looking at it. Okay, listen, you know, you know, LA, Arizona, Seattle. That's every year. Okay, yeah, Philly. Yeah. That's a five and a half hour flight on the way there, six hours back. Yeah. Uh, DC, same, five and a half hours there, six yeah. six back. Cleveland, that's like four and a half hours. Okay, on the way there, Pittsburgh, that's right next to Cleveland. That's like five yeah. hours. Minnesota, that's four hours. Jacksonville. That could be like six hours. I mean, Miami's six, so that's like five and a half. Like, damn, man, six really, really far flights, and I got to do it too. It's exhausting. And I try to, you know what I do? I, I don't go to sleep after the games. I fly back. Like, that's just, ugh, and I'll probably have to change flights. I'm not happy about this. I don't think the players are either, and they get luxury flights. Yeah, I think, it, and that's interesting too because they can only lump it together so much, so Right. Even if they if they group these games together, you're still talking about three brutal road trips. And the players have talked about it in the past, like, okay, you know, we have this one road trip. It, it's, you know, it sucks being away from our family, but we can stomach it. I remember Richard Sherman in particular is like, we, we make it happen because yeah. we're together and we know it's only like one time a year. Well, if it happens this year, you're talking about three potentially three. different times you're doing this double road trip essentially where you're away from your family for multiple weeks at a time that's not easy on we have to remember these guys are professionals but they are also human that's a frustrating thing i don't think the the players would allow three i think two is the most and even yeah. two is but they did two last year that's a lot so i'm yep. looking pittsburgh and cleveland are close to each other i wonder if the nfl yeah. gives those games back to back philly and, and dc aren't too far from each other maybe those games are back to back yep. but minnesota and jacksonville damn that's <laughs> Those are going to be. <laughs> oh, God, man, this is got this is a whole different thing than last year. I mean, last year it broke well, where the the opponent like they ended up having like one of the weaker schedules in the league and a lot not that much travel for a West Coast team. This is a, and whole a perfect thing. bye week. Remember, it was like week eight. Perfect. It was a perfect right yeah, in the middle of the point. season. Yeah, you don't want the bye week week four. You, you don't want the oh, bye week gosh. week four. No. Although, rough. maybe the quicker the bye week, the quicker the Niners get their heads out of their tuckuses on offense. Took us. I'm trying not to curse as much, took even though it's like it. after dark. They PG thirteen uh, over here. The other thing that we have to consider is that they have nine road games this year instead of last year. They had eight and nine home games, I believe. That's so true. now they've got they've got an extra road game. They've yeah. got way more travel. <sighs> Time zone changes. The bye week's probably not going to be as favorable. This this year is going to be really really tough on this Niners team. They're gonna we're gonna figure out what they're made of for sure. You talk about a team that really is trying to win it all and thinks that they can and should win it all, they're going to have to earn it this year. It's going to be tough. Okay, but that being said, just speaking um, selfishly, really looking forward to the D.C. road trip. Haven't been there since 2011. That's going to yeah. be fun. Really looking forward to Cleveland. Cleveland's underrated. Really looking forward to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's underrated. Yeah. Really looking forward to Minnesota. I enjoyed it uh, last year with those um, joint practices. Don't know what to expect from Jacksonville, but I'm open-minded. What do you think? I, oh, Jacksonville, uh, I don't know. I'm Duval. not a big fan of Jacksonville going to game. Everyone kind of makes fun of Jacksonville, but it seems like one of those places that has a chip on its shoulder. Is it, or is it just what everyone says it is? I don't I mean, It's what everyone I, says it is. I wasn't impressed with Jacksonville when I went there. <laughs> <laughs> no one has anything nice to say about yeah, Jacksonville. I just, so it's whatever. I don't know. Why'd they put a team there? I don't know. I have no idea. And remember, for many years, they talked about moving them to London. In fact, they have... They have two games in London this year, I think, and they're just staying there. Yeah, like, 
they probably have more fans in London than here. They should just call themselves yeah. the London Jaguars who happen to play sometimes in Jacksonville. Yeah. Like Duval County. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't Are there know. any other I, professional teams do, in Jacksonville? Do, uh, no. What do you do in Jacksonville? I don't know, man. I <laughs> can't wait to do travel vlogs on kicking it. And that's going to be Did fun. Did you go to Jacksonville two years ago when they came? I skipped no, it. you didn't. You I did skipped it. it. I was like, I don't want to go. So it's a long flight. It's early yeah. in the year. Yeah. But I'm not going to skip anymore. Are you kidding? You're going Considering to every game this year again. Huh? Super chats pay for me. I, I can't pocket the super chats and not go. Like, it just feels no. bad. No. You got it. You know well, I mean? and you got your little travel, like, we were eating here vlogs. And you're like, they pay for like everything. They were, they're a big hit. <laughs> yeah, they But are. I'm on a diet now, so I can't be doing them all the time. Yeah, lost five pounds. <laughs> you can't be doing can't be doing road trip mukbangs. Uh, <laughs> Let me see how much, how quickly I can eat a thousand calories. I'm gonna Cameron go to Browns? a game. I'm I'm for sure what? going to a Which game one? this year. I just I got to figure it out. We got to see when the schedule falls. I'm not doing any December games. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to. I'm just not going to go in cold weather. I'm not. I'm too much of a baby. So we'll see when these games fall. But I I really would like to go to DC. I think that would be a fun one to see. Ooh, me too. And also, like, if you're into food, Minneapolis is a sleeper because it's mm. close to Chicago, which is also a food town, uh, and it's got all these really, really good restaurants that aren't super famous. So, Minneapolis, oh, I, I recommend. It's it's a cool. Okay. It's it's very pretty. It's got all these parks and lakes and stuff. If you've seen Purple Rain, you know what I'm talking about. Game <laughs> Brown says at Grant, who's the better quarterback, Allen or Burroughs? I'll take Allen. Burroughs is good though. Thank you. Thank you. I had this argument on my show yesterday, like this debate, a huge debate on who was better, Allen or Burroughs. You good? Yeah, someone just walked by my, I'm 95% sure that was my wife. But I'm like, yo, who the hell is my backyard? <laughs> I'm just going to assume it was my wife. Yeah, I hope it was your wife. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, Jeez. if I just run in and uh, tackle an intruder, you just know that it was an intruder and I'm that guy. Yeah. yeah. Or it was your wife. My wife. You tackled her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Allen anyway, or Burrow um, I'm taking Allen over yeah, Burrow and to me it's I don't know did you hear I that think rumor though about Allen what's up in the AFC Championship game the rumor about Allen in the AFC Championship game did you hear about it I don't no. be spreading rumors though but did you hear about it I'm not gonna say it you didn't hear no, it no that apparently Maybe I like, did he got caught doing some inf infidelity with oh. his wife or girlfriend and she got upset and started Maybe breaking things, and he had to get a police escort out and stay at a hotel the night before the game, and didn't play that well. I don't know though. It was a rumor that went around TikTok, and allegedly it, he even said, "But it was a good rumor." Jf six seventeen rumor. Thank you very much for becoming a member. Fortnite is faithful. Says fans, don't worry, Grant. Fly in business class. I wish I don't. Flying coach. There she goes again. Are you my wife? <laughs> she didn't say anything. She's like, no, I'm not. No. Just some random woman in your backyard. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on. Niners have a little bit of cap space left. They created some by restructuring Christian McCaffrey, which was a no-brainer. I mean, we could see that one coming. Not sure really what they plan to do with it. Are they going to give it to a defensive end and just spend up all the money they possibly can, or should they roll it over? Well, they're... It's your wife. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. Good. You're safe. Yeah. Grant's safe. Yeah. If you were worried, yeah, he's fine. Okay. He's married Thank and you. he's safe. It's perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're going to get more money, by the way, when they re-sign Bosa or extend Bosa. So there's going to be more money that's potentially coming depending on how they, they work that contract. To me, I, I look at this and, you know, they could, they could make a mid-season trade like they did last year. Although they're just now getting their draft picks back, I don't necessarily see that coming unless it's some of their compensatory picks, which they always get. So maybe they don't take make a midseason trade, but there's always a player or two. It's starting to turn into the NBA a little bit, where it's like, mm -hmm. eh, you're a really good player. You want to go somewhere else. We'll cut you. We'll save a little bit extra coin. Maybe we can do that. Or you can do a lopsided trade. I think... If I'm the 49ers, I know a lot of people want to sign like a Yannick Ngakwe or something like that. I see how this team is, and, and I wait up until that deadline. And if I feel like the 49ers are in a really good spot and are competing for a championship, that's when you go make that lopsided trade or go pick up that big-time free agent that just got released and wants to go to a new team, wants to go to a contender. Save that money for then, and then whatever you don't use, roll over to next year. That's that's a luxury. I think a lot of people don't realize how big of a luxury it is 
to save eight to 10 million and then roll that over next year. And you get to go over the salary cap that amount the next year. So you're basically doubling this money that you have coming to you. It's it's a, a great way to go about it. It's a big reason why Cleveland was able to stock up the way they did over the last couple of years. They had rolled over like 25 million, which meant they could go over the cap an additional 25 the next year. If the 49ers can do that and stay in contention, I think that would be a really, really good move. I think it's the move at this point. Um, and here, let me, I'm going to take it a different direction. Yeah. Is it fair? I think it's fair to say that it's not the 49ers year. I'm sorry. I'm not, I, look, I'm a jerk, right? It's May. But I mean, look at, listen to what we're talking about. We just talked for 15 minutes about the schedule and the travel. I mean, they have a ridiculous uh, travel slate. The schedule's tough. Brock's hurt. Um, I mean, nothing against Trey, but he's coming back from injury too, and he hasn't played much. I mean, they're really floating the idea of Darnold playing. Like, Philly's still good. And that's the thing. Philly hasn't fallen off yet. They got one more year of Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey. Those guys are really good. But they probably won't be there next year. And Philly probably is going to take a step back next year. And the Niners are going to have a first-round pick next year. They'll probably get a better right tackle next year. I kind of feel like next year is the Niners' year if they have a year. And should they should probably approach it that way. I'm not saying punt on the year. But, like, don't necessarily go all in with Yannick Ngakwe, who isn't necessarily going to get you over the hump with the Eagles when right. you could – you could roll it over and put your best foot forward next year. You know, when, yeah. when, when Trey's ready or Brock's ready. I, I think the other thing to pay attention to is a lot of these big time players, the Debo Samuels, the Eric Armsteads, the Fred Warner that you've kicked the can down the road on uh, Kittle yeah. as well. Charvarius Ward, all these restructures are going to hit really big in 2024 Debo next year. Every like, cent you can get yeah. and go over that cap is going to be crucial to staying in contention. So whether this next year is your year or not, you're going to need every extra dime that you can get. And maybe the 49ers foresee that. They're like, hey, you know, you can finagle the cap, but there's only so much finagling you can do. We don't want to continue to push these contracts back. If we can roll over an extra 10 million and basically turn that into 20, why not do that? That that makes a lot of sense to do. Yeah. And also like you look at the Eagles. Are we better than the Eagles on paper right now? Yeah. What do you think, 49? I would say no. Uh, is there a free agent out there that would change that? No. I don't think so. Not at this point. So, again, leave your options open. You might want to make a trade. You know, you never know who's going to become available. I don't think the Niners were anticipating that Christian McCaffrey would be available at the deadline okay. in May. So, leave your options open. You might make a trade at the deadline. If not, rolling uh, over your cap space is a great option. Because, again, if the Niners don't win the Super Bowl this year, which I I'm, I guess we'll have to see how their schedule is, but I don't know. I'm a little skeptical get, considering they got a whole bunch of questions at quarterback. I feel like 2024 is a more realistic goal. 2024. That's the one. But we'll see. But Trent we'll see. Williams might retire after next year. Then then what do you he do? Would, he would leave a lot of money on the table if he did that. He would. I'm just saying. And he, he doesn't would. have a WWE career to, be, to fall back on. What about Quiero, no. though? But he's also, no. I will, he's also a very smart individual. I got to imagine he set himself up very well for retirement. I don't, he doesn't strike me as the type of guy that doesn't have investments on the back end to take care of himself. It's a good point. You can't just take the season for granted and be like, we got him next year. It's like, yeah. it's football, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's football. So that's a tough one. But that's the, I, I still would say, don't just go get Leonard Floyd for the sake of it when you could potentially trade for someone better midseason or, roll that cap space over, double it, and get someone really good next year. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is is I don't mind you spending all that money if you see fit, but don't do it now. There's no point in doing it before training camp. Maybe maybe one of these rookies comes in and is really good, or, or Drake Jackson takes that next leap, and it's like, well, okay, we went and signed Yannick or Floyd or whoever, and they're not even better than this guy who's really, really cheap, and we didn't even see it through. So see it through, see where you're at, see where you're at come trade deadline time and then go make that move if you feel like you should but don't necessarily do it all now before camp even starts yep i agree good call debo samuel working out with deandre hopkins and saquon barkley yeah uh, some of the best 
players in the league. You think this is significant? What do you think this means about Debo's fitness and mindset? Oh man, I, I love this. I think I think Debo's put a lot of pressure on himself in a good way. Good. The way that he's been talking about the Philadelphia Eagles and still to this day is talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, that he he has to show out not only for that game, but for the season. You can't call a player like Bradbury, who is one of the better corners in the league, regardless of what 49ers want to say about him. He was one of the better corners last year. You can't just say that guy is trash or garbage or whatever and then come out and not be good this year because it's not just Bradbury and the Eagles that are listening. It's other teams. And mm-hmm. if you aren't able to hold your own in those games, you're going to hear it from everybody. There's you're a Jaylen lot of Ramsey. trash talkers. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey, exactly. Jalen Ramsey, so, yeah. I-, I love that he's put this pressure on himself, and I love even more that it seems like he's stepping up to that pressure. He's welcoming that pressure and working out with guys like Hopkins and Saquon Barkley, not only to me says, hey, you're very serious, but these are two guys that came back last year from very serious injuries. So what that tells me is Mm. whoever they are working with knows how to preserve their career and fight through injury and and prevent injuries in the future. That's something that Debo Samuel can benefit from. This is a guy who's been frequently injured, whether it's a game or two here or there, but he misses games. He has these weird hamstring pulls or He's not necessarily yeah. in the best shape. This, whoever this trainer is that's training these other two, I've got to imagine, has this under control a bit. And so it's not only like he's going to be in really good shape, but he's probably going to be fit to make it through a whole season, which would be really nice to see as well. Well, if that's the case, then he should want, once again be one of the best players in the league. Because what happened with Debo last year was he held out. He came into camp overweight. I mean, he didn't say it, but I saw it with my eyes. He was overweight. He was a double Debo with cheese. I'm sorry. And he thought he could work his way into shape, which he could have. But what happens is you get hurt. And then you miss time. And then you come back. And you you haven't worked your way into shape. And you're always constantly trying to work your way into shape. And then you get hurt. And then you start back at square one. And he just wasn't himself. He wasn't good last year. He was not good last year. But he wasn't really himself. If he can just get to camp in shape, then he won't pull his hamstring. He won't get hurt. He won't have setbacks. He'll be dominant. And if he's dominant... You know Christian McCaffrey's going to be in great shape. You know Kittle's going to be in great shape. You know Ayuk's going to be in great shape. Too bad it's it's all about 2024, though. Well, also, I would say this for Debo. This year's a really big year for him. I know that he's got his his contract, but the 49ers actually have an out after the 2024 season. So if he wasn't good last year and isn't good this year, they're probably going to take that out after 2024. Or... If he's really good again this year, he becomes a guy that they look at and say, hey, Debo, can we restructure? Add an extra year onto your deal. Now you're creating that longevity for yourself. You're getting even more money. So I think this year is actually very crucial for Debo Samuel to show out. Even though it's not necessarily a contract year, it's still a bit of a prove-it year in the sense that the 49ers have wiggle room if they want it. Yeah, and it's not just like, hey, do better or you're out. It's like, dude, have some pride. You, you, yeah. What you did in 2021, and people were comparing you to Jerry Rice. Come on, you can be that good. Why would you not put express yourself like that every year? Like 2022 was a throwaway year. 2020 was a throwaway year it, because of the same things. Um, this is you're what are you 26? Is he 26? Almost 27? So yeah. Dude, yeah. don't sacrifice another one. This is it. This is it for you. I don't, and it's not about your next contract or whatever. Like it's about you have the opportunity to be one of the all-time greats. Do you want that, or or do you just want to be the guy who said I had a great season this one time, and then you know I had injuries, or you know we were gonna beat the Eagles, and I was gonna be great, I was gonna be a Hall of Famer and a Super Bowl champion, it just never came around, it never happened. Don't be that guy. Yeah, don't be. Percy and unblock Harvin. me from Twitter. Actually, I don't care. <laughs> don't be Percy Harvin. Don't be Percy. No, Harvin. don't be Percy Harvin. And I, I think that Debo, Debo obviously thinks very highly of himself. He's very confident in himself. So Good. it's like, all right, just go out and, and do what you know you can do. And, and yeah. I think, I, you know, with Christian McCaffrey here, there's definitely some traits that they each have. And I think Christian McCaffrey overall is probably the better player. He's proven it for longer. However, if He's Debo Samuel too. can be a 1,300-yard-a-year a guy instead of 18, I mean, this offense takes a whole different 
level, even compared to last year, they could be a 35, 36 point a, a game team when they're on with Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey both clicking. Also, they don't need him to weigh 225, 220. Yeah. Like he should be 215 tops. You're he's a wide receiver. All that yeah. like they don't really need him to play running back anymore. They got Christian McCaffrey, Jordan Mason, Elijah Mitchell. They're good. I mean, Trey Lance can carry the ball a little bit. They maybe an end go back to being whatever he weighed as a rookie. Or le- or lighter. The lighter, the better. You're getting older. You can't afford any more soft tissue injuries. Go 210. I mean, Jerry Rice was 6'2, 210. You're 5'11 and a half. I, I, I think that would help because it might make him a better wide receiver. Forget the wide back stuff. That's over. Got you paid. It's not going to keep you in the, it's not going to give you longevity. You need to play wide receiver now. Yeah, 5'11, 210. I mean, you're still thick. So thick. <laughs> you're With big like four boy C's. Still, so. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Not, not like six C's and a K at the end, also. Definitely not. <laughs> All right. It's time to talk quarterbacks. So right after Ian Rappaport got pushed back from the 49ers about speculating that Sam Darnold's going to start week one. And we're going to talk about Ian Rappaport. More on him in a minute. Yeah. Chris Sims. <laughs> has decided, you're, you're in true training camp form right now. I love it. Oh, I'm ready. More, More on him, him in a minute. minute. Yeah. Chris Sims doesn't care. He's coming out and speculating as well that Sam Darnold will be the week one starter for the 49ers. Tell me, tell the good people what, what Chris Sims said. I mean, not only speculating, he made it seem like it was a slam dunk. Like no brainer. Him and his him and his co-host were both basically said, Oh, this is an easy one, right? Like we both oh. know that Sam Darnold is going to be the starter week one if it's not Brock Purdy. And and then he he proceeded to talk about Sam Darnold and how unfortunate it's been that he's been in all these bad positions and how he knows that Kyle Shanahan can fix him and how he's a, a way better thrower of the football than than even Brock Purdy is mm. and just went on and on and on about Sam Darnold and how unfortunate it's been for him. That, but I will say this, he ended it by saying, now I don't know for sure, that's just my opinion. So I'm like, all There right. you go. There yeah. you go. That's important. It's yeah, just it speculation. He's not acting like he talked to Kyle Shanahan or right. he has a back alley uh, connection. He's just speculating. And what he's saying is, I don't care that the Niners push back. I think they're full of it. I think they're lying to us. I think they have a plan for Sam Darnold. And that's what Ian Rappaport thinks, too. More on him in a minute. <laughs> I want to focus on Chris Sims. Yeah. Why What? Why is Chris... That's another guy that's down on Trey Lance for no reason. I mean, he's not at any practices. He's not in the building. I don't think they're talking to him. He's just a professional analyst pontificator. Um, he also thought the Niners were going to draft Mac Jones. Is that is that connected? Are the people who were beating the Mac drums, Mac Jones drum the hardest, the ones who are now beating the Sam Darnold drum the hardest? Am I imagining that? No, I don't think you're imagining that. But also, he never liked Trey Lance. If I right. remember, I could be wrong. He but did. I swear his rankings coming out of that draft were. Zach Wilson won. Zach Wilson won. And Trevor clear, Lawrence two. One. Yep. Trevor Lawrence two. Kellen Mond three. Oh, he did have Kellen Mond really high. Didn't no, he? Mac Jones three. Mac, Mac Jones, Jones three. three. Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond four. four. Yeah. Justin Fields five. Trey yep. Lance six. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yep. he had him down. I mean, he was not high on Trey Lance and at obviously. All. And this is this is the interesting thing though, Grant, because Trey Lance has played such little professional football. Whatever your opinion of Trey Lance was coming out of the draft, your opinion shouldn't have changed. You haven't seen enough either way. I thought Trey Lance was going to be really good coming out of the draft. My opinion's not changing because I haven't seen enough to say that he won't be. And for those that didn't like him coming out of the draft, like Chris Sims or whoever, there hasn't been enough football for you to change your opinion either. So we're literally in the same spot we were two years ago when he came out. Whatever you thought of him then, you're going to think of him now. That's just the way that it works. Yeah. Um, so we got Chris Sims, Ian Rappaport, a lot of guys saying that Sam Darnold is this really good quarterback who hasn't had an opportunity and he's going to get that opportunity right away. And that the Niners gave up three first round picks in a third for Trey Lance, but the guy they wanted all along was really Sam Darnold and they got him in the building and they're just going to throw away Sam Trey Lance and they don't care about him anymore. And they never really liked him. 
and their big secret is that he's trash and that Sam Darnold is actually the the project worth investing time in. That's what people really want us to believe. And I don't know. It sounds like ridiculous. Ridiculous <laughs> would be the word. I don't know. It sounds ridiculous, but I don't know. I think so. But one thing that he he did drop in this this little interview or whatever, it was his show. It was on their show, their podcast. The co-host brought up that they tried to trade for Sam Darnold a couple years ago before he was traded to true. Carolina. That's true. And he and yeah, he said, yeah, oh yeah, that happened. So we all thought it was true. We pretty much knew it was true, but he confirmed, like, yes, absolutely, that did happen. So now, I'm pretty sure the Niners didn't try to trade three first round picks in a third. No. No, no, no. They didn't do that. For Sam Darnold at any time. They did do that for Trey Lance, which means at some point they had a higher grade on Lance than Darnold. Probably still. I always looked at Darnold as like, hey, in case Trey Lance falls on his face and Brock Purdy doesn't play this year, we got a guy with some upside. And there's some like we we picked him over anyone in the draft or other free agents. So there's a reason. We like certain things about him. But just because we like certain things about him and aren't saying he's trash off the record doesn't mean that he's now QB1. Yeah, that's and people reading the tea leaves really crazy. People reading the tea leaves. Hey, they said nice things about Sam Darnold. That means he's QB one. Like, that's your professional opinion, really? (laughs) I I really looked at Sam Darnold as insurance to to Brock Purdy, not Trey Lance. I never looked at it as anything more. Just insurance in general. Yeah, he doesn't even know the he doesn't even know the playbook. It's like we could get another rookie. Like, why don't we just get a guy who's like twenty five with a first round pick and give him a one year deal? See how it goes. Like, if they really thought he was great, wouldn't they have given him a three year deal? One-year deal. Well, I, I think this is the other thing that we have to understand is that out of the three quarterbacks they have on their roster currently, Purdy, the three that that mean anything anyways, Purdy, Darnold, and Lance, Sam Darnold being the best player out of those three would be the worst thing for their franchise going forward because he's the one that you would have to pay at the end of the season uh, out of the three. And he's the one that would make the most money this season. If you're trying to stay cheap at quarterback, Sam Darnold is the last resort. You don't want to go to Sam Darnold. You don't want him to be the best quarterback. Right. And you probably don't want to give him the chance to be the best right. quarterback. That's really, a great point. Because it's the worst thing for you. It's the it worst costs thing for you your money. future. Yeah. It costs you money. It takes your quarterback room, which is currently kind of cheap, and makes it not so cheap. Because now you got yeah. $10 million on Lance, like $11 million on Darnold. It's $20 million bucks right there. So all of a yep. sudden, you're like, you know, a normal quarterback room. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to me, like, I just look at it as like a reclamation project, much like Trubisky was with Dayball. Yeah. Hey, you yeah. know what? He, he didn't play all year, but if Dayball says good, good things, call. then he's worth paying a little bit. Same thing. It's a good call. He's Kyle Shanahan's Trubisky. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm cool with that. It just, I don't want people to tell me he's like Kyle Shanahan's Daniel Jones. Right. Also, Daniel Jones, people he got hella money last year for throwing 15 touchdown passes. That's crazy to me. How they, did he do that? Uh, they messed that whole <laughs> thing up, man. Not giving him the fifth year and then paying him 40 million. I just, what the hell? He threw 15 touchdown passes. Um, Fast says, Trey paid Shoe Palace owners 30K to take the blame for an unregged blicky when they got pulled over for erratic driving, leaving ASN after hours. He's no saint. Well, that's a bunch of speculation, man. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Actually, that's just slanderous. You better you better be right. Fans don't <laughs> worry, pretty, Grant. Oh, yeah. It's pretty, that's that's it's a pretty, pretty big allegation there. It's a pretty big allegation from some guy in a YouTube comment section. Um, all right. Let's talk about Ian Rappaport. Why are... Why is Ian Rappaport, when we talk about certain national reporters are down on Trey Lance, is Ian Rappaport, Ian Rappaport's very interesting. He's the lead guy, essentially, the lead insider at, NS, at NFL Network. And I equate him with Adam Schefter, who is like the number one insider in the NFL, in the entire league. Ian works for the league. Mm-hmm. So I, I just kind of assume he's like the same. Um, but he speculates about the 49ers Adam Schefter really doesn't Ian about once a once every couple of months for years has had a little update on NFL Network that gets us all talking and he doesn't say he's heard it from a source but we assume he has because he's why would he speculate but he does and he just revealed on the Pat McAfee show that he's been speculating about the Niners starting Sam Darnold and that the Niners finally called him and said dude why are you doing this 
Why are you speculating? Why are you discounting Trey Lance? And he essentially said on the Pat McAfee show, because that's what I think you're going to do. I mean, I don't think you really like Trey Lance, and I'm calling your bluff. Like, that's another guy essentially calling the Niners bluff and saying, I think you don't like Trey as much as you say you do. And Chris Sims did the same thing. Ian Rappaport, kind of interesting. Why is he engaging in this, sec- in this uh, speculation, and why is he essentially calling the 49ers bluff here? I don't necessarily know the reason why, but one thing I'll say is we have to stop assuming that because he's an insider or Adam Schefter's an insider that they always get it right or that they can't have an opinion separate from being the breaking news guy. Exactly. Two very and it seems like things. Rappaport kind of blurs the line a little bit. I mean, he sometimes does. he's the, sometimes he's the guy in a suit on NFL Network saying that the 49ers just contacted me and this was what you need to know. Other times he's the guy with his, you know, his his uh, sleeves rolled up on Pat McAfee busting with the boys telling people what he heard. It's like, wait a second. Like, that's news. They're telling you you're wrong. So why don't you go and do another report t- saying that the Niners contacted you and said I'm wrong and now I'm. I'm the breaking news guy, and I want to get this right. And he's over here being like, yeah, they told me, but I don't think they're, I don't really, what? What are you talking about? So, so you're like me and Jesse now. You're, you're analyzing. Yeah. You're playing both roles. That seems a little duplicitous. It, it does, and it, it's hard because even, even when they are speculating or educated guesses or whatever he's doing, when he's opining, it makes it hard on everybody else because they assume that he's plugged in. So, there's th- these are the things you hear. There's no way he just came up with this opinion on his own. I mean, he's right. Ian Rappaport. He he heard something right. and then he, right. you know, kind of filled in the rest of it and came up with the story, but he definitely heard something. No, I don't believe that that's necessarily yeah. the case. And I think what Aaron Rodgers did, and people gloss yeah. over this, but the way that Aaron Rodgers treated all those insiders yeah. this offseason kind of yeah. goes to show you that these guys are often speculating. They're not clear about when they are are opining or speculating versus breaking news sometimes. And these players don't appreciate it. You saw Aaron Rodgers take things into his own hands, the way that he handled things on Pat McAfee. You saw Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. do the exact same thing. Both of them were gave a big F you to the, the insiders and were mm-hmm. like, you don't know anything. You think you know everything. You don't know anything. You spit out a lot of opinions. Yeah. You think you have plugs with with people in my inner circle. You don't, and you're just flat out wrong. And I think in a very professional manner, this is different than a player. When, when a player has these feelings, they're going to come out and stand up for themselves because they're, they're single entity, especially a guy like Lamar because he's his own agent. When an organization looks at it and says, uh, you're speculating here, and then they reach out, they're not going to come out and make it this big hoorah thing. Look at us. This guy's an idiot. They're going to do what they did during the 2021 draft and say, yeah, I mean, we've let people speculate. That's not our job to correct them. But in this case, it was their job to correct them. They did it under the table behind the scenes, but that was their way of saying, listen, man, you don't, you don't know what you're talking about. You're not necessarily right. At least that's the way that I look at it. And so I just feel like it's really hard to decipher when these insiders are giving an opinion and knowing which is which. Also, you got to remember, the Niners don't leak. That stuff was Trent Balky. And I don't know, maybe Trent Balky had a good interview, a, a good rapport with Rappaport, but the Niners don't leak. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan don't do business that way. And the biggest mystery in the, in the league is Trey Lance. And the Niners aren't, I, from what I understand, they're not going around whispering to people what they think and what they're, it's their secret. And what these insiders have to do is either be honest and say nothing, which is apparent, which is what Adam Schefter mostly does. He just doesn't talk about it, but it's tempting to talk about because you get a lot of attention if you talk about it. So Ian Rappaport every couple of months has like an update on it and it's pure speculation. And he says so. He doesn't say it's sourced and people just assume, oh, damn, Ian said it. Well, that means he must have talked to somebody. He didn't want to talk about it. Like, nah, like he just wants in on the action, just like Cowherd did last year. And I think it's it's really weak. And it's like, again, the Niners aren't leaking. So people are just saying, oh, okay, well, Trey must suck. Well, who's saying Trey must suck? The guys who said they were going to draft Mac Jones. So a, a lot of these guys have egg on their faces from two years ago 
And you don't know what their agenda is when they're speculating. So I, I think it's time that we kind of uh, identify speculation for what it is and stop giving it more weight just because it comes from a dude at NFL Network who's not doesn't even live in the Bay Area and is never ever in the facility watching practice. Yeah, and I and is not so, as connected as he may seem as he may want to seem. Yeah, I, and I'm not gonna pile on when somebody's wrong. If they have an opinion and they can articulate, like Larry was a big example. A lot of people piled on with, "Oh, you you know you were wrong about Trey being traded." I never have an issue when you're gonna stand out on a limb and and say something that you truly believe. Larry didn't you, try to pose like he might have heard something, exactly, which is the difference. Exactly. And yeah, if you have an opinion that's different from everybody else and you end up being wrong, I, people are wrong all the time. I have zero issue with that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to pile on if he's wrong, but don't frame it like it's inside information. And what was even worse was he kind of sandwiched that in with, oh, the 49ers are shopping Trey Lance. And then all through the draft, even on day three, he's like, you know, I still think there's a chance here that they're going to trade him today. And if not, they'll trade him before the season. It's like, okay, so what are you reporting and what is your opinion? Because exactly. you you reported something real, which was, yeah. hey, they're, they've heard offers. Yeah. And then you sandwich that between a bunch of opinions and speculation. And so now people are confused as to what's what. And I get it generates clicks and does all the things that you want. And that's, he should be above that. I thought he was he the breaking. Be a like, like he is, there's no promotion for him. He's right. the top insider NFL network. So if he, he should just be good with his job and break news and, and be happy that he has integrity. But like when he goes on Pat McAfee right there, that's a red flag. Like, what do you want this attention for? Like, do you want people to know the Ian behind the Ian? Like the person, like you're just a breaking news guy or not, I guess not. So you're also a speculation analyst, personality, talking head. So, all right, well, I, I don't know where to draw the line. And maybe I just, I'm going to assume that the Niners don't leak and you're speculating like the rest of us. And I don't really need to react every single time he has like a thought that he puts on camera. Yeah. And I, I don't. It is interesting. I don't mind him going on on McAfee, like doing his appearances, but seeing him actually host in the absence of McAfee, that was a little. I was like, oh, I wouldn't. This was what? that caught me off guard a little bit. Okay, I didn't so even know now, that. I didn't even know that. Everything that you're saying right now is I don't like it. Clearly, your opinion, and that's okay. But yeah, that's that, and that's when he dropped that info. Was this is in Pat McAfee's absence? He's like, oh yeah, you know, speaking of the Forty Niners, they reached out to me and said, hey, you know, why are you down on Trey Lance? He was hosting the show. He's hosting the it's Pat weird. McAfee show. You, I mean, that's a little, I don't know. It's just a little weird to me. It, it's it's all me. a little. But I'll also say this. I don't, I'm also not of the belief that the 49ers don't leak at all because there have been things that, that have come true. And I'm not an insider, but I've heard things well in advance that later became true and or Fair enough. proven to be true. And so if, information is trickling down to youtube guy then i know that there's other people that are talking let me put it this way um if ian rapaport thought the niners were going to draft mac jones he ain't getting the leaks if there are leaks somehow he missed the leak is all i'm thinking if he thought they were drafting mac anyone who thought the niners were drafting mac jones that because the guy who matt the guy who matters is kyle shanahan and i that's the guy making the final decision. And maybe there are some people who are connected to him or, or, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon that, that know what he's talking about. But my guess is that Ian Rappaport is not one of them. So that's how I'm moving forward. Anytime he has a uh, report about the nine, a report about the Niners quarterback situation, I'm going to take it with like a lot of salt, many grains of salt, big, big grains of salt. <laughs> right. But you know what I also find interesting, Grant, is there are a lot of people that that say what you said, which is the 49ers don't leak. But those same people come on the back end and will be like, well, Ian Rappaport said this about Trey Lance and it fits my narrative. So um, obviously the 49ers don't like him. It's like, well, hold on. Do they not leak? Or do they only not leak when you don't like what's going on? You know, you have to kind of pick and choose. So it's, I don't know. The, the reason I say they don't leak is, to me, again, it's all about no one knows the deal with Lance. No one's in practice. Yeah. No one's getting the scoop. And everyone's asking, hey, Ian, you're the, you're the biggest insider in the world. 
You have to know what's going on with Trey Lance. And instead of saying, gee, I don't know, they're not telling me. He says, well, you know, he said, and I, 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 Sam Darnold seems like, it's like, what are you talking about, man? You don't know. Just say you don't know. (laughs) Just say you don't know because they're not telling anyone. It is their secret. If it's, if it's bad, they don't need to tell anyone. If it's good, they don't need to tell anyone. Yeah. Right. Or, it just or seems put to me the story it's together yeah. or put the story. No. Hey, I believe that it's this because of X, Y, Z. They signed Sam Darnold right away. Um, they're taking phone calls on Trey. It seems to me like, you know, Sam Darnold is in favor. I believe that there's a potential that Trey Lance is going to get traded and that Sam Darnold is kind of won them over is, is the next guy up. If Purdy's not able to play, I believe Already? versus, Hey, this is factual or this is whatever. That's a whole different story you're putting together. Mr. Candle says, G, love your channel, big fan. Please cover anything other than Trey Lance. Channel is getting boring. You're responsible for this in the news every day. Um, love you, Mr. Candles. That's why we started off with a half hour of non-quarterback talk. Yeah. But Mr. Candles, this is football, and the quarterback position is the most important. And until Brock Purdy comes back, Trey Lance is QB1. So we have to talk about him. Um, you can just I'll, plug your ears. I'll say earmuffs, Mr. Candles. Earmuffs, but if I say earmuffs, earmuffs you, you just don't. And then I'll, I'll let you back. You know, I'll let you know. Flave says, "What?" I want to say this real quick too. A lot of people say that they're tired of this conversation. Views will tell you completely different things. If you make a video tomorrow about the Trey Lance or Brock Purdy, yeah. and a video about Brandon Ayuk, yeah. which one is going to get quadruple the hits? So yeah, you that's can the problem. Say you're tired, yeah. but you ain't really tired. <laughs> no, but I, I understand what he's saying. Like. For we, we can't just park our car at the moneymaker all day, every day, no, because that's sure. what hits. Because so, and that's why I try to, you know, give people a little bit of other stuff, little schedule, yep. little Debo, yep. knowing that my moneymaker's at the end of the show. But that's all right, man, because I'm not all about the money. Too. I'm just 89% about the money. Not hundred percent. No, I would never <laughs> sell out like that. Flave says people need to stop acting like Trey hasn't done anything in two years. He managed to go from third overall to third string in just two years. Saying he hasn't done anything is way too kind. Saying he's third string is inaccurate. That's right. just inaccurate. Unless uh, in fact, in fact, you believe Ian Rappaport. In fact, Flav, what I'll say is, I bet Love you it. the first, either the first practice or first OTAs, and Grant, you can back this up when you see it, I bet you Trey takes the first snaps as the starter or second string guy over Sam Darnold. No question. Dude, you could back up the Brinks truck on that. Yep. You could back up the Brinks truck on That's that. That's not Joseph a third string quarterback. Oh, Joseph Stockbridge says, who's Chatterbob at the press conferences? Um, I think I know who you're talking about. I'm not going to say. Colleagues. <laughs> Colleagues. Randall Riley says, can Flav be my daddy? Mine left. Flav, Randall would like you to be his daddy, apparently. So that's between you and Randall. Randall, sure son. Hey, that's really <laughs> heartwarming to see a man and another man find each other as man and son. Husband? No. What is it? Father and son. Father and son. Father yep, and son. Wonderful. Silky Smooth Smithers says, trade deserves better. Hope he wins games, wins the Super Bowl, requests a trade, and goes to a team who shows nothing but love. Trey has done, has done nothing wrong. It's true. Except but for again, have a, a blicky and pay 30K to get out of it, allegedly. Jesus. <laughs> wow. Uh, people really, really trying to tear down this man's character. Yeah, he does deserve better, but again, are, are we sure that his head coach isn't in his corner? Are we sure that, I mean, like, yeah, like Brock Purdy was the dude. And and if Brock Purdy hadn't torn his UCL, he might have sewn up the job, but he did. And you got to be realistic about this now. You really think Kyle Shanahan is is being like, "Mm, it's fine. Brock's going to be great. Like, you don't know. He might be like, you know what? Let's give this guy that I also really like another chance. We don't know because he's not going to be telling every single guy NFL Network how he feels off the record and asking them what they think. I I think that what you just said is a very important point. There's a lot of speculation going on, us included. But one thing that we cannot say for certain, Grant, is that regardless of what our thoughts and our feelings and our reading of the tea leaves has come to, that does not mean that the team, Kyle Shanahan, and individuals inside that locker room don't feel very differently than what we think the story is. So we got to keep that in mind as well. Everybody, everybody is basically sold that Sam Darnold is won this job and that, you know, Brock Purdy's for sure. Number one, as soon as he comes back, regardless of what happens, 
I wouldn't be so sure of that necessarily. The one thing that annoys me is the uh, is the Warrior game uh, courtside appearances from Sam Darnold. That just feels like such a clear message from two of the leaders in the locker room saying, hey, this is our preference. Like, dude, no one asked you. Play tight end. Play running back. But maybe I'm misinterpreting that whole situation. It's just, it feels icky. Icky. Yeah. That's the third string quarterback that you're yeah. hanging out with every, t- every yeah. day. Bring Trey yeah, one a time. Little one weird. time. A little weird. I'll bet Darnold starts more games in Trey this year just as Flave. Well, that's different. Um, yeah, because injury could happen. Let, let's make yeah. the bet this. If Brock Purdy's not back to start week one, let's go. Let's make the bet on who starts, Trey Lance or yeah. Sam Darnold. Because that's who their choice yeah. is. If Trey gets injured and then Sam starts three games and then Purdy comes back, you would win the bet. But I think the bet is who do we think the 49ers like more, Trey Lance or Sam Darnold? That would mean who starts week one if Purdy's not back. So if that's the case, you are on. I will take that bet. You can uh, get in the DMs, and we'll we'll talk about a, a fair bet. We're running out of time because uh, the Warrior game Warriors is going to start in about yep. seven minutes, and we have some breaking news. But yep. f- can we just point out that Flave made a logo for himself? F- he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Hey, when you got a brand, you got a brand, baby. Flave. That's a hey, respect. It's nice, too. I like it. The F and the L and the circle. It's really good. It's, it's really nice. It's funny because I noticed that. <laughs> And I just like let like yeah okay whatever. It's, it's I mean we all brand. do stuff like, like that, it. but he's he's a it's content cool. creator too now. Manny like Fresh it. says I'll take that bet. Flave got thousand on Lance. Ooh, people Ooh. people calling you out. All right, last thing. So we're hearing all this speculation from national reporters who we assume are in the know with the 49ers, but frankly I don't know about it because it seems like they're just when you ask them why they just start like well I mean I'm, you just put the tea leaves together it's pretty obvious so how they've. Tri- From what I've heard, and I'm not the most connected guy, but I do cover this team all the time and I'm out here. From what I've heard early on in OTAs, there's no competing yet, but there are workouts and the 49ers are quite pleased with what they see from Trey Lance so far. I speculated that the reason they may have pushed back on Ian Rappaport now, and I don't know if that's what happened, was that they saw him in OTAs and are happy because he's been working with a new quarterback coach and trying maybe new drills and trying to get new results and maybe they just feel like they're seeing them um from what i've heard that's how they feel in a couple weeks i'll see it for myself but that's encouraging and you won't hear that on the nfl network or the pat mcafee show no you most definitely won't and i think that that i think that's logical reasoning and if you listen to what i mean lynch just came out a couple days ago and and basically it's funny because you had this report or whatever from Ian Rappaport saying, Hey, you know, the 49ers push back on my thought and Sam Darnold. But you also in this last few days had John Lynch come out and say, uh, we've we're pleased with yeah. the change and yeah. Trey Lance's mechanics. And then you've heard it again. And so now yeah. we've got three things in a very short time span that are adding up and saying, Hey, Trey Lance is coming on a little bit stronger than maybe even people inside the building potentially expected. And he's put himself in the best position to come out and compete. And I don't think it was lip service. You know, a lot of people really, I I don't know who you think Trey Lance is, why you think he just doesn't have this mental capacity or ability or fortitude to want to compete and be good and, or be great in this league. But I think him coming out and saying, hey, I want to compete, calling out Fred Warner, working Mm -hmm. out with Patrick Mahomes, none of that was lip service. This man is Mm -hmm. serious. He knows that his career is potentially on the line here, and he's fighting tooth and nail to do what he can. And I'm betting on Trey Lance. I was betting on him coming out. I'm betting on him now. And if he starts and gets multiple games here, I think people are going to be very surprised with Trey Lance. His career with the 49ers certainly is on the line. And I think a lot of people have speculated, well, maybe he doesn't even want to be here anymore. Like, it's the best team in the league. Of course he wants to be here. Yeah. Of course he wants to prove himself. He doesn't want to quit and, and have the, the reputation around the league be that, oh, yeah, he had a little bit of adversity and ran from it. First time in his life, you know, after going undefeated in college. Like, no, nah, that's not what happened. He had a little bit of adversity, got hurt, and, you know, attacked the competition with Sam Donald like you would want Trey Lance to do. And, again, it hasn't really started yet, but, they wanted to see him make certain mechanical changes 
And that's why he didn't play right away. That's why he's been going to these different coaches in the offseason. He's been doing the work. He just hasn't necessarily had the results the first two years. And it's the kind of thing you can see in a warm-up. You don't have to be under center to see how a guy throws. They have a million 4K cameras on him. They see it in person. They take it inside. They slow it down. They can see. And they've been probably seeing him throw for like a week or so. And I don't know. It's, it, it's good to know that they're not like, guys, can't do it. It's like it's like he cleared the first hurdle from what I've heard. Yeah, and and also I'll say this, you know, I think a lot of people a lot of a lot of people assume that Trey Lance has faced no adversity. And what people forget is he didn't get sniffs from big colleges. They wanted him to play safety. He wanted to play quarterback. True. So he goes to a smaller school, still Division 1, has the best season ever at the Division 1 level. And by the way, that year that he started, he was not supposed to be the starter. I, I talked to his actual quarterback coach, Hedberg, at NDSU. It's on my channel. He was not the guy. It was True. somebody else was brought in from another school to start. Trey Lance Real quick, though, outperformed him and won that job. Real quick, though, we know, you know, that there's a difference um, in adversity that you face at 17, 18, 19, oh, 20. Sure. And 22, 23. Because at 17, 18, you live with your parents. They're holding your hand and helping you have the poise and basically how to react to any type of adversity. He came out here. He's on the other side of the country. He's all by himself. It must feel very daunting. It must feel like he was maybe a little young for it. But now like he's on his own. And he's a. this is big. This is a big hurdle for him. And I'm not saying like, I mean, it's a big, it's a lot of adversity for any player. Nothing in college could prepare you for this. And so. It's a, it's very important to see how he attacks it. Does he quit? Does he walk away? No, he goes and hang, he goes and works out with Patrick Mahomes. Goes and works out. Well, with Patrick and, Mahomes. and that's that's, that's it. And and yeah. I guess my point is is that his whole career to this point has been adversity in the NFL. I mean, he's faced all the adversity. True. <laughs> and now he's got a gotten written got off quicker than maybe anyone ever. Ever gotten written off ever. quicker than anyone ever. Yeah. Yeah. And and now before now he turns twenty three, the wall. Yeah. Now his back's against the wall, and maybe. Yeah. Some people perform in those situations. Some people need that in their life. They need a well, little bit of chaos before the best they athletes, Maybe he's the best guy. competitors do. The best competitors yep. do. If he's that guy, we'll learn it. But I mean, to me, this is encouraging. Uh, although it's possible that what I'm hearing is just an elaborate attempt at a pump and dump from the 49ers. The reason I don't think it's that is because it doesn't work. They tried it with Jimmy Garoppolo. It doesn't work. And if you can't, you can't talk someone's trade value up. You can't whisper someone's trade value up. Only way it goes up is if he plays really well. And if he plays really well, they're not trading him. So it just doesn't seem like it's worth anyone's time and energy to lie off the record about what a guy's doing. Plus, I'm going to be there in two weeks and see for myself. You, The reason why I know that whoever you heard this from is somebody that you trust is because... Earlier this week, you did think it was a pump and dump attempt. I did. It, it seemed it. obvious. Now I'm like, you know what? Nah, it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. make sense. They know yeah. it doesn't work. It's a fruitless endeavor. Ian basically said he was speculating. He never said he heard it from a source. He does that all the time. Maybe I'm putting too much weight in his speculations. Yep. Because I speculate. I. It's very <laughs> tempting to talk yep. about this topic, which yep. is what Mister Fingers Pickles. What was his name? Windows, Mister. <laughs> I forget. That's what he's saying. Okay, enough. Like, well, I hear you, man. Mr. Game Time says, um, I wonder if Flav would have loved Giovanni Carmazzi. Oh, no, gosh. he's the biggest, he's the biggest Sam Darnold fan uh, on the planet right now. He <laughs> yeah. likes him more than Jimmy. He said that this morning. Likes him more than Jimmy. I think it's yeah. important to know. Ryan Hensley says Flav gonna change his name to 3.0 and start when Trey starts week one. <laughs> Does he have a logo ready for it? Maybe. <laughs> Tinker says, happy for Trey, Purdy, and Darnold. Glad they're with us. For sure. Yeah, one guy should step up. I, I think, you know, and I, this is the other thing, too, is as a fan, obviously, you and I are in different positions. You cover the team. I'm a fan. Once, whoever it is, whether it's Sam Darnold, Purdy, Lance, I'm going to root for whoever is playing during game day. But that doesn't mean I don't have an opinion on who I think should play. And I'm fine with Purdy playing. I'm fine with Trey Lance playing. I would prefer that Sam Darnold does not play for this team. I've seen enough of Sam Darnold to be comfortable with that. 
Flave says, I changed my name to be respectful, actually. And if Trey loses his job to injury, no bet. But if Darnold takes it and starts more games, I win. He was being respectful, actually. Hashtag actually. Thank you, Flav. Smack Jones 919 says, thanks for the grind. Fellas, always great content. Thank you, Smack. Thanks, Smack. Niners Daddy says, Lance is Mahomes 2.0 at camp so far. SB season, let's freaking go. I didn't hear that. But uh, <laughs> that. We'll, we'll see. Guys, go enjoy the Warriors game. Uh, this could be the this could be it. We'll see what happens. Jesse. It's not going to be it. They're going to win tonight. They're probably going to win tonight. But I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. Jesse, good show. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you, Grant. See you guys.